Episode 5 of Marks with Mike's, the 420 edition. We are high on top of hell in the cell if he jumped off and landed on the Undertaker. That'll never happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that will never happen. But hey, I'm just trying to explain where we're at on the level. We're on that, uh, what, the Neville level? What, the A-double level? That high. That high. That's pretty high. Yeah, That's pretty high. yeah we're, 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 uh, we're pretty up there. But uh, first off, of course, War of My Manners, I am one of your hosts, JT, of course, always holding it down. I have one of my co-hosts to my left. What's up, D-R-E? Introduce yourself. I am D-R-E to the B-A-R-S-Z, whatever. You know, we just high as a kite. Let's get it. Yo. All right. Here we go. All right. Um, and of course, always down to do a podcast. I, you, hey, Ryan. Mac. <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? Shout out to RVD, the greatest stoner wrestler of all time. And as uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, man, I'm higher than some giraffe pussy over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we cannot forget about our special, special guests uh, all the way from the six. We got our man Dez chiming in. What's going on? Everybody, like I said, up here, we're pretty pretty high today. Everybody's celebrating, looking for a good good time for sure. For sure, for sure. Well, hey, look, all I am going to say to all the listeners out there, children, please talk to your parents first before you think about sparking it. Wouldn't want you to get caught in school with it, but that's another story. It has nothing to do with me. We're going to go ahead and get on into the Superstar Shake-Up from Monday Night Raw. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to start off with Dre. What was your opinion on the Superstar Shake-Up? Because I can already tell you. I got some things to say. But as usual, I'll be the mediator. I'll let you go ahead. <laughs> and okay. First of all, I want us to give an RIP to Bruno San Martino. One of the greatest WWE champions of all time. Rest in peace. Rest Your legacy peace. Will, will always be one of the best. Now, we're going to talk about this superstar shakeup. Let's get into this superstar shakeup, okay? One, I'm upset the Miz is leaving, but that's another story. Welcome back, Sammy. Sammy and Kevin Owens. I was happy to see them come back. 
um, Jinder Mahal, U.S. champion Jinder Mahal, even if it was only for a few minutes. I'm happy he was there, too. But my dark horse pick, and I love that he's on Raw, and I hope they do something with him, the lone wolf, Baron Corbin. I love it. I, I was like, yes! Almost pissed my pants when I saw him come out. I said, he's a good fit for Raw. I'm going to love the storylines they're going to put him in. I hope they just pill him up with Roman Reigns, and bro, and he just kills Roman Reigns. <laughs> and um, so I'm overall, I'm happy with the picks for Raw. You know, oh, how can I forget the show-off, Dolph Ziggler, giving the beatdown with his main man, Drew McIntyre. Now, I don't, yeah. know if you, I don't know if you guys want to agree with me or not, but my friend sent me a an Instagram pic and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? If this done right, they could be a Shawn Michaels and Big Daddy Cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just just think about it. I know it don't sound too much right now, but think about it. This plays out. And then when we have a later podcast, we'll talk about this again. But you know, I'm hoping for big things. I think it's a lot of fresh starts, especially for Dolph Ziggler. I, I felt that he was becoming real stale on SmackDown. I think I think they're gonna make him what the Miz was over on Raw, in which I hope they do bring some excitement to Dolph Ziggler, bring his character back because I've always been a huge Dolph Ziggler fan, and I just want to see him get back on track. So, you know, and Baron Corbin, I I think this was the perfect fit for him. So it's going to be real exciting to see, you know, how he how he is. And then the Riot Squad, yeah, okay, whatever. Eh. We'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. You know, I think they just got sent over there to be marked out. Plug. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, you know, JT and, and Ryan and, and and our special guest, Des. Des, I'm sorry, Mr. Yeah. Des, the I'll six. Do. I'll get it. So, you know, overall, I give it about an A minus. So, it's it's going to be something new and fresh, fresh storyline. So, just looking forward to this, especially with the co-branded pay-per-view. So, I'm really looking forward to seeing how these things are going to go. So, you know, that's just my input on it, you know. So, that's it. I, I give the floor back to you, JT. Handle it. Well, we're gonna puff puff pass that on. We're gonna pass it on to Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, what is your opinion on the superstar shakeup on Monday Night Raw? Well, so guys, make sure you quick, can help us. I don't know if you saw the text just now in the group text if it came up on your phone, but uh, let me see. Oh wow! Oh wow! Congrats! congrats. Late breaking news! Late breaking news! One of our co-hosts, Adam. Uh, one of the founding fathers of this show. Uh, his wife, water just broke, and he's on the way to the hospital to receive his first child. So, our congrats! Yeah, congrats! Oh, yes, that's sir. Awesome. That's great, man.
All right, so we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, once again, congratulations to our, uh, one of our founding fathers here, Marks and Mike's of course. We're talking about Adam and the news that he is uh, getting ready to receive his first child. So we are definitely um, uh, happy for him. So congratulations once again to him. But uh, I believe we were just getting ready to get into the Superstar Shakeup, and I'm going to puff, puff, pass this on to Ryan Mack. Let me know what you thought about it, bro. <coughs> oh, okay, sorry. That one was for RVD. All right. Um, <coughs> go ahead and pass that <coughs> to the left-hand side and uh, get on with the stupid superstar shakeup. Yes. Um, well, as we saw, my boy Jinder, your United States champion, was immediately hindered as he came out on Raw for the first time uh, as a newly crowned Raw superstar, that is. To the uh, newly, not newly arrived, but uh, newly arrived to the single scene there on uh, on Raw, Jeff Hardy became the champion. And then the next night came out on SmackDown. So the title is now over there to complete the uh, the whole shakeup for that, I suppose. Um, I mean, obviously you had lots of other stuff. I'm trying to think, you, like you said, you had Drew McIntyre um, on Raw. I like that. I like him. He's a big, uh, strong dude, capable of lots of good moves and whatnot. Um you know, if you get Dolph Ziggler some assless chaps, I think he would fit right into that uh, HBK role if you wanted uh, <laughs> McIntyre to be the big daddy cool. Um, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to keep kind of throwing them around, uh, there's so many things that happen. We can kind of bounce each other, uh, bounce it off each other on the rest of the moves and whatnot. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely, man. I, I definitely agree on uh, that. That's shake. The shakeup was nice. I mean, it, it was it, it was great. I'm still gonna hold my. Side. I'm gonna actually let uh Des uh I'm gonna let you chop in since you are the guest here from the six. Of course, no one hired in Canada right now. So <laughs> what is your opinion on the superstar shakeup? All right, guys. Well, let me start off by saying I am up here in the Arctic coast. I am literally hundreds of kilometers away from Alaska. So I am up on the Arctic Arctic Ocean, way the frig up here, and we nobody gets higher than us because we are like almost a visiting Claus. <laughs> so now let's talk about the superstar shakeup, though. I am so happy to see the Riot Squad coming over. Big things for these ladies. Great wrestlers. This is just talent that's coming up. I think the Raw side, honestly, I'm seeing a lot of names on the Raw side here that are going to be wrestlers that need this build. They need to be having the exposure on Raw. They're going to be better because of it. You know, we're looking at talking. He is Shawn Michaels for the last 10 years of his career. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, he's going to be bringing in. And I'm happy to see it. Drew McIntyre needs something big on the program. I'm happy they didn't just keep him at NXT, although he should have gone back to, to rectify that. But it was, it was untimely with his injury. But roster, he's got a good place with Dolph. I'm looking forward to see that because, honestly, Dolph was getting pretty stale for me. Dolph has been stale for so long because – They've been hot gun, but they never pulled the trim. Just like, I think his time was five years ago. He should have been a multi-WWE champion by now. Why he isn't is beyond me. But like I said, you know, um, Dre was saying during the shakeup, he pissed your pants. We already pissed. That's what I'm saying, because I was really excited about that. The whole night was pretty good for me. Bobby Roode ending it, showing that he is, I think they're going to, that's just, like I read it online too, it's significant. It's significant. 
of where they want him on the show. And I think making him the biggest reveal really shows that he got big things for Bobby Roode. I'm strap on him, the world title before Royal Rumble. That'd be great. I don't know how it's going to shape up for WrestleMania next. It's looking pretty solid from, from where I'm looking. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I, I can definitely agree with you all on that. I mean, the Superstar shakeup was uh, that that it was. I mean, the name described it. I'm going to let you know some of the things I didn't like about it, and then I'm going to chime in on some of the things that you all said. So some of the things I didn't like about it. Okay, what I didn't like is seeing familiar faces right back on the show. I mean, of course, the roster's only but so big. And, of course, if you're going to do a shake-up every year, twice a year, some people are going to end up back on the same show that it just came from. To be honest, uh, I don't like the fact of having Sammy and Kevin together on the same show. Because we still haven't seen that bill for Sami Zayn as a solo competitor on the show. I mean, he's been jobbed out so many times on Raw by Braun Strowman. He's been jobbed out so many times on Raw by other people. And when he got shipped to SmackDown and he joined Kevin, automatically I knew these two were going to feud again. I'm not, I'm not saying that these two are the strongest points in each other's career, that every time they have a match, it's going to be great. This is what makes them great. What I'm saying is we know Kevin is established as a solo star. He had help, you know, from a veteran like Chris Jericho, but that was more so of a storyline. We That's know right. that Kevin, we, we we know Kevin's established, but my thing is for Sammy, I want Sammy to be able to have that spotlight that he rightfully deserves because he's a hell of a worker inside that ring. But yeah. what I'm saying is, he needs to be established as a solo star. I mean, if if, if they're going to put them together, then fine, make a tag team out of them. But I would rather see Sammy finally get that run with the title. Now, another move, another move that I didn't like uh, about the shakeup, um, I did not like the fact of them bringing over Jinder Mahal because I think that Jinder, as a U.S. champion on SmackDown, would have been better to me for the simple fact he's already been killing it there. And you bring in Jinder over there, and you're, you're keeping Heath Slater, and you bring Drew McIntyre. I can just see Mr. Man thinking that it's funny and putting these guys together again and making 3MB just because it's Vince. I mean, he does do crazier things, but I would hate to see that happen like 3MB, you know, 2018. And, you know, that's, you know, like a, like a shield or some shit. I didn't want to see that. So, uh, but nevertheless, I, I didn't like that move for that very reason. I think dropping the title on gender makes him look weak as a champion because you spent six months on this guy, build him up as the WWE champion on SmackDown. You spent six months. You let him go over on Randy twice. You let him go over on Nakamura. You let him go over on other superstars on SmackDown just for him to go to WrestleMania, wrestle for the United States title, and drop it literally the week after. I mean, that's a very short reign. I mean, he did he did have a longer reign than Nicholas, but I'm just saying, he just <laughs> that's a very short reign with the title. So uh, it would seem he's unfortunately a uh, transitional champion yeah, for Jeff Hardy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's what it was. I mean, and I'm happy to see Jeff Jeff uh, Jeff uh, Hardy with the title, regardless. I almost said Jeff Jarrett and Grand all. Slam, right? Grand Slam. Yeah. Yes, Grand Slam champion. Shout out to Jeff Hardy, the Jeff Hardy <laughs> brand. 
he's a Grand Slam champion. He does uh, uh, he does join the likes of uh, all the other legends on that list, including every member of the Shield. Even though Dean Ambrose's U.S. title reign was basically nowhere inside the books, he probably defended twice. But uh, what I'm saying, nevertheless, congratulations to Jeff Hardy. Another another thing I did not like about the shakeup was you brought the riot, the riot squad over just to take over uh take over Paige's faction over there to SmackDown. I mean you, you just traded the same faction over. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. But I am happy for the fact that it looks like we're actually gonna get some women's tag team titles. So that may be inside the the makings, fellas. So that's something they've been talking about and something that may happen. Uh, and the very last thing I did not like the very last thing I did not like uh, I did not like the fact that they did not bring over the Usos. That's the only thing I did not like. But uh, Ryan, do you, you have you have anything to chime in on that? Well, I was just going to say about um, when you were talking about Sami Zayn, I was going to say, I, I feel like I hate to disappoint you, but I think I got some bad news, uh, not to be a bad news ferret <laughs> on you or anything. But um, as far as Sami on Raw, I, I don't think you're going to get what you want because I feel like Vince doesn't believe in him and as a top guy, rather. And uh, I feel like on Raw, you feel more of Vince's fingerprint than on SmackDown. I feel like he would have had a better chance to succeed over there. Mm-hmm wish for him um as well a couple of things um when you were saying things you didn't like one of the things i didn't like was that they brought the club to smackdown they took him away from finn balor so yes yes didn't like that now the only thing you can say is of course they could pair him up with aj styles but they already did that once and then they you know just let him do their own thing so who knows if they'd like to do it again um so i don't know but um i don't know how you guys feel about that but uh I thought that was strange. And then as far as like, I was reading articles earlier today. What's that? Oh, sorry. I think I got an echo. I was hearing myself. Anyways, um, I was reading an article about after the Superstar Shake-Up um, dream matches we could see. Now, I think Dre said that he was upset that um, The Miz went to SmackDown for Raw. However, that sets up immediately, and I think they already talked about it, or setting it up on SmackDown this week, is that you're going to see – Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. So everybody wants to see that. But my thing is, why why give it to us too early? I mean, that's something I think we should build for the pay-per-view. Or WrestleMania, even. Yeah, yes. I guess, unless they just think that there's other things they should be doing for that instead, and let's just give the people what they want right now, you know? So. That's true. They've been baiting Daniel Bryan and Miz for years, right? So right. started off. Now, who's to say it has to be the only? I mean, it could be a long feud. It could be coming back. Knowing Miz and his schedule with the movies, this is something that is good for Daniel Bryan's light schedule as well. Knows. Yeah, it could, it could be something they circle back around to. It could be something where, like, the Miz, like you said, goes and makes a movie and he's gone for two months and then all of a sudden he's back to mess with Daniel Bryan. You know, who knows? So. Yep. I mean, yeah, I can, I can definitely see it. Uh, I would definitely like to see it uh, as far as um, – Far as seeing that as a few, like I, I would love to see Miz and Daniel Bryan a few because they teased it so many times on Talking Smack. You know, they've uh, they teased it a lot, and it's like, why, why hold us back from actually seeing that feud at this uh, point in time? Give it to us, but when you give it to us, 
make sure you give it to us on a bigger stage. Like you can tease it, but teasing it uh, kind of takes away from the uh, from the actual joy of actually having that first big match because you're gonna have you know the big tease and you know they're gonna fight and it's gonna be a disqualification. Someone runs in. It's like you know yeah we're, we're used to that, but let's just build it up with promos, short promos because. Honestly, the Miz to me is one of the best on the mic inside the WWE, hands down. Yep, he is. I'm sorry. I mean, he controls oh, the crowd. He controls the okay. crowd. He literally does. I mean, I've seen the guy live so many times, but the Miz is definitely one of the best on the mic. So why not like have these guys counter counterpart on each other or go blow for blow on the. Uh, on the promo scales and see, see what happens there. And we can build the story that way and make it more grant, uh, more, more, uh, let's, what's the word I'm looking for? Let's make it more of a, you know, lifelike story. I don't want like a, you know, a scheduled in storyline. that sounds like someone in the back wrote it. I want this to feel just as real as CM Punk leaving with the WWE title. That's, you know, I want it to feel that real. So uh, I would love to see that feud, but I want to see it on the bigger stage. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, just I don't want to get teased with it on SmackDown. Yeah. And you hope that, you know, this isn't the start of like any bad booking with the Daniel Bryan story coming back off the injury like we we're talking yes, about. You know? Yes, want to do it right. You know? and that's it, but that's the problem we're facing right now in our current wrestling culture in this society is overexposure, right? Because we're seeing, what is it, like 400% more than we would have back in like even the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, so, hell yeah. So yeah, like, so it's harder yeah. for them to tell a longer story. That's why I really enjoy, like you look at NXT, you look at Champa and Gargano and my God, they could never do that on the main blow month. Would have been, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so that's what I like about them being able to take their time. And that's why you kind of wish that these, you know, these smaller organizations like, you know, like TNA and like GFW could have, actually worked out to show Vince like, hey, people want different product, you know? Yeah. And well, I mean, if you if you talk to people that are like, you know, in the know about the the writing and the way that Vince wants the the show done now, it's not about like a long term storyline or storytelling rather. It's about moments and creating history. And it's about that that's that. funny that instant gratification that we're finding all over society, not even just in pro wrestling. People don't want to wait. Yeah. You know, like they want all like you know the superstar shakeup. My gosh, I'm looking at this list here. That's freaking, that could have been two months of reveals. You know what I mean? This could have been, <laughs> yeah. Sanity didn't have to come out in a vignette. Sanity could have came out next week and blown up the spot. You know what I mean? It would have been huge. That's a surprise, you know? That's true. It would be better to just kind of like sprinkle them in, you know, maybe two or three a show for the next couple months, you know, rather than, like you said, when we were starting the show and I was I was thinking about it beforehand, just in terms of what I wanted to talk about and whatnot, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to remember all this. That's why I actually started writing some stuff down. Cause I was like, Time for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most- yeah. Like it just, I'm worried. I'm worried because there's so much talent here. It's called. The, the term is called up to the main rock, but you're like, no, no, let them back. Ember. Holy crap. No, let her, let her stay. You know, like that's why I'm so Nikki Cross is staying at XT for a bit. Let her get established as the top woman there. And then just mow everybody down when she comes on the main roster. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, that would be great. But see, the big the big thing that 
that the superstar shakeup does is it also lets you know who's going to be a jobber yeah. on that on that roster. I mean, come on, let's let's be honest. I mean, some people that wasn't even mentioned at all, you had to find out by looking at Twitter or WWE.com or yeah, the app. So, yeah. so Zach Ryder. Yeah, like Mike Kanellis. Yeah, Mike Kanellis, <laughs> uh, Chad Gable, uh, Mojo Riley. Our truth is still around, apparently. Yeah, so. he was on Twitter actually recently, and he he was back. I'm coming back. <laughs> good, good, but but this this lets you know who's going to be the job squad, yeah, of the yeah. show. And honestly, I think that a lot of people that got signed recently were kind of handle handle wrong. Uh, Mike can Mike Bennett first off. I say we dropped the Canellas part from his last name. Yeah, that's not helping him at all. That's not exactly. Either they go full into it, either they steer full into this angle with him being this this really and her being dominant over him, or they just drop it all together. You know. Well, well, here's the thing. I mean, like I I was not familiar with his career. Like I didn't watch the promotions that he was in. Was he in Ring of Honor? He was in uh, ROH ROH and TNA. DNA. Right. But I'm somewhat familiar with him to the extent that before he came to the WWE, he was doing really well. He was thought of as like a top guy in some of these indie promotions and the bigger ones like ROH and so yep. forth. Um, yes, for and sure. then they brought him to WWE and he's a freaking joke. He's just a guy who's, oh, he's so in love with his wife and that's what this is all about. And she used to be a diva for us. And so we'll just run with that. Yeah, that's going to get him over. He, he, you know, it's like we just job him out every match. Yeah. Like, no, it was. And then look at how since he's gotten clean. Look at how much better shape he's in. They did that before and after that on her on her Instagram, and it's amazing the transformation. Like this guy's a great worker. Just give him something because like, he can work with it. Put him back. Give him the NXT. Give him the NXT for a year. I'm sure he would love it. And my thing is, right then and there, I think that's where they messed up. I think they should have put him through NXT. Yes. I don't think they should have said. I, I, I think the only reason why he got that main roster nub. It's because his wife was a former WWE diva. Oh, and I love Maria, and I think Maria is great, I, and I, I think she belongs. Definitely, you're right. He's he should have been to NXT. She should have come up on her own in some capacity. Without him, it, could, it would have been great. They could have organically done it like a year from now. Could have been cool. Or 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 have them have them both start off in NXT. I mean, I know I know that's kind of like you know lowballing her, but. Come on, you you did work for TNA, yeah. <laughs> and and you, and you know what? There there is there is. I'm not saying it as a you know as a jab at TNA. But I'm just saying <laughs> when you look at TNA and when, when you look at ROH, you think very wealthy, independent promotions. You don't put them on the level with the WWE. They're just very wealthy independent promotion that's true not saying rich just just saying that they have enough money to pay their talent i don't know about today but back in those days they had enough money but uh now the guard is not around anymore they do <laughs> <laughs> or, or or billy billy corgan for that matter hey i like but, billy uh, corgan man he's a dreamer man he's just not a good businessman yeah. i don't think you know yeah but you know what i i'm definitely excited to see what happens with the whole nwa because i'm looking at nick uh Nick Adon is out there, and he's uh, he's doing good out there on the scene. 
So I'm very excited to see what happens. But I'm going to go back into the shakeup. And uh, you, you did mention uh, Impact Wrestling at one point. And what I am going to say about Impact is uh, Impact Wrestling, uh, I think if it would have got sold to Vince, because I, I think what Vince wanted was just the library. Yeah, right? that's right. That's what I read, too. Yeah, it was, he was just library. Okay, but what I think is, if it would have got sold to him, we could have did something really, really major with some of those talent, because I know Vince, he would have tried to grab some talent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he would have tried to grab some talent. I I believe if if we would have did that deal, if WWE would have did that deal with Impact, I mean, I think guys like Bobby Bobby Lashley would have been called over a lot sooner. Yep. I think guys like Cowboy James Storm would have been in WWE by now, but I don't know what they're doing with him either. I don't know if they like him, though, because he came to NXT for a while, and then when it was time to renew, he told him he was going back to TNA, so he might kind of be on their ship. (laughs) Exactly, that's right. Yeah, I mean that, that that could be the case. I'm not I'm not sure, but what for loyalty? It shows that he has loyalty too, though. So it's tough because he's a good wrestler. He's got a good hand. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll definitely see. I'm just. guys we're back sorry i had to take a quick smoke break uh not gonna lie but uh sorry about that but we but we were talking about uh you know mike canellis and uh maria and uh we talked about uh vince getting the library and calling up guys and james storm being on the shit list but i don't think he's on the shit list i think it's more so they they want to work with them but they want to see where he fits and honestly i would love to see james storm go the raw I can I can see him on Monday Night Raw, and I can see him either teaming up with the, someone like a Bobby Bobby Roode and kind of kind of redoing their whole thing, their whole little skit back in TNA. What was uh, Beer Money? Beer oh, Money. Do that to Bobby Roode after he's worked so hard to become his own man and get to WWE, make a Beer Money again. I don't know. Oh, thank wait, you. Wait, but this thank time, you. this time, Beer Money as a dominant faction. When I say dominant, guys. I'm talking. I'm talking about how Triple H and Stone Cold was supposed to be before uh, they got injured, of course, and the whole thing fell through. I'm worried Jim Storm is not strong enough to do that. Bobby Roode, but plus player, I don't see him, especially at their advanced ages. I think you bring in James Storm and you try that. It not only hurts Bobby Roode. But it hurts the overall product. I don't know, man. It's just not big enough to draw for me. But then yeah. again, I'm not. I wasn't big on beer money, so I don't know. No, I don't agree with you, Des. I mean, as Nature Boy would say, James Storm isn't putting any asses in seats. You understand, huh? 
No, no, no. I, honestly, man, I, 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 I like the whole beer money. Good fuse with the Motor City Machine Gun and a pretty good fuse with the other tag teams over there in TNA. And I believe they have one with Kazarian and Chris Daniels, but it was pretty good fuse. I mean, uh, they had Fortune. Fortune kind of, you know, got James Storm a little bit of a rub, but what I'm saying is uh, he definitely deserves to be on the main roster. Uh, where where he fits on the main roster is the question. I don't say jobber. I say that he Road Dog is the agent in the back is where I think agree to disagree, but I think if he's going to wrestle, he's going to wrestle NXT, I think, in my roster anyway. Sorry. So, NXT? Yeah, I don't see I don't see James Storm as being a big guy. I don't see him as being a main roster guy. I see him as being a good worker behind being a good agent, maybe working behind the scenes, but in limited capacity. I don't know, man. Limited capacity. Okay, okay. Uh, you know what? I can see that too. I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy that looks at all sides and both sides of the blunt, and I understand <laughs> that there's one side that's lit and there's the other side that you can help from. But I will say <laughs> I have in the hell James Storm's wrestling career, and I can tell you, he's done some good work. I'm not saying he's the greatest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm down. But right what I'm saying that. is, uh, well, this this could be the diesel, or maybe it could be me thinking clearly. Who knows? But this could be, you know, him a time in his career to actually outshine, not Bobby, but outshine some of those other guys that got signed uh recently. I'm not saying not saying that he will outshine Bobby Lashley or anybody, but I'm saying outshine outshine somebody like a Baron Corbin. That's awesome, hey man. And that said I'm not well versed on James Storm. I don't know the cowboy that well. I I know of him. I know of Beer Money. Uh, he was very entertaining. But it's the same thing as Ray threatening to come in and fight Brock Lesnar. You know to be the one to beat the Brock Lesnar was dude, I love doing the Dudley boys, but Bully Ray even a bit too, is a bit of a stretch to me, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, you, but you, br- you bring James Storm in, make him the uh, Southern version of the Brooklyn Brawler, call him Texas Toast, and he can just do whatever. Oh come on, man! <laughs> yeah, don't do James Storm like that. <laughs> I, had I mean, back to right, my right, Dolph Ziggler right. like that one time. Well, you know what? You're right. You're I was right. like, but, sir, how dare you? This is a former world champion. But yes. Anyway. <laughs> you are so right. I did. I did do that to Dolph Ziggler. But, of course, it's all love. But uh, moving on from the whole uh, bringing some of the guys over from Impact. But I, I, I would say that that, that would have been nice uh, to actually see that deal transpire. But now we have this new generation of Impact uh, taken over by Anthem. And they're trying to do something. They're trying to do something different, but also it looks like it's something that I've seen before. Uh, yeah. You know, and I'm going to be honest. I was down there WrestleMania uh, the whole the whole time uh, through through uh, WrestleCon and things, and I went to go see the Impact versus Loser show. And what I can tell you is, honestly, I've, I was a fan of TNA and with some of their work. Not all of it, some of it. So, some some of the people that they produced out of that uh, great promotion, AJ Styles, you had uh, Simone Joe, Bobby Roode. I think Abyss is a person Chris that... Chris Daniels. Could've... Yeah, Chris Daniels. Yeah. Uh, 
I think I think uh, this is a guy. He, he could have came over to the WWE, made it real big, but of course he's loyal to TNA. So, but what I will say is, um, I went there, went to the show, and the Lucha Underground guys look so much, so much better, so much better in the ring than um, the the TNA guys. They yeah. did, they did. They look so much better. They move better. I mean, it was just a whole better show on their end, and to me, it made it made those guys made those guys kind of look uh, a little bit out of their league. It was like watching uh, watching League uh, and Big League. <laughs> but I'm not saying I'm not saying that they were horrible. What I'm saying is, um, they definitely they definitely could be better. But yeah. It, it's a huge difference, but uh, sorry, that was just a high thought for a second. But back to the regular schedule program. Smackdown, Smackdown shakeup. Uh, how do we like their picks? I honestly, there's like I said, we got some big names coming up. Kind of confusing with Joe. They're working a lot of angles here. Like I said, a little bit. A little bit fast. Joe could have maybe came out the week after instead of just same week as Raw. You know, he's busting up Roman, but now he's just jobbing, you know, car or whatever. So, I don't know, man. It's tough with Joe. I'm a huge Joe fan. I want to see what they bring him, though. So. I mean, Samoa Joe on SmackDown, that, that was a big surprise to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I was hoping they would have kept him on Raw because they kept teasing the feud of Roman and Joe, Roman and Joe. That was a good so, Apparently, apparently Joe was supposed to be the guy. Joe was supposed to be the guy to feud with uh, Roman Reigns. That's what I had heard, um, but apparently not now. But um, I also was into the idea that you brought up on the last podcast about having Joe lead a faction of some kind with the authors yeah. of Pain there on Raw, but. If they could do something like that, I think it would be cool to see Joe kind of lead some guys and, and be, you know, really ruthless with them and whatnot and take people out and so and forth. And cool. Joe would be a great mentor for sure, too, you know? Like, especially now if they got rid of Ellering, if he took an AOP and just said, boys, kill. You know what I mean? Straight. Yeah. This is how you do it, right? Right, right. Exactly. You know what? You're right. I mean, well, I was right, of course. Uh, the last, that's fine. But. <laughs> But, you know, what I'm saying is I would have definitely enjoyed that. But ju- just the fact that, you know, of course, WWE being WWE throwing the swerve balls and the balls out of there, I-, I honestly thought that that was the direction they were going to go because, I mean, you, you drop Paul, drop Paul Ewing, and he's gone. So I'm thinking, well, maybe, just maybe, they may go ahead and pair these guys up. And I would have enjoyed that. But him on SmackDown, I mean, it's something different. Uh it's it's something different. Um, it's new fuse, of course. He can feel with AJ Styles finally. He could he can feel, yep. he can feel with AJ Styles on the main roster. That's gonna be nice. He can feud with uh, who else we have? He can feud with uh, Shins. You've seen that in NXT, but on on the main stage, it's a whole different you know presentation. It's a whole different movie. Yeah, but uh, but call out. Uh, 
matchups, rather, you had uh, Big Cass coming over to SmackDown as well and trying to mess with Daniel Bryan all of a sudden, too, apparently. Great. Big Cass. I like it. Big Cass is deserving of it, for sure. Yeah. I heard him talk on a podcast um, a while back, like, after he'd gotten injured. And he said that, that like, he seemed to indicate he didn't say for sure because he couldn't, obviously, but that there were, like, big plans for him before he got got It'll be interesting to see what they do with him, whether they insert him into the the, the championship uh, storyline or, or what, you know? And I think he deserves it, man. I got a couple of boys I just met back there at WrestleMania in New Orleans. Great time, by the way. It was an amazing week, my first WrestleMania. And and they said they met him. They met Cass a couple times now, one court and a couple times at sign. It's the coolest. So, hey, I'm all down for big Cass. I've also heard he's super cool. I'm a, I'm a Barstool Sports stoolie. And uh, he's he was on one of their podcasts, and he's also apparently a big stoolie and seems super cool from the interview and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Big cast. I mean, unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to meet him down there in New Orleans. Man, but one thing about New Orleans, I will tell you. You guys are supposedly the same height. So. What's that? I said, you guys are supposedly the same height. So. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm six foot nine. You can't right. miss me. I'm the tallest guy in the crowd. As a matter of fact, I think I was the tallest guy doing WrestleMania uh, weekend. <laughs> I was the only guy walking around with NWO shirts. Yeah, right. Just joking. <laughs> oh, but no, WrestleMania was great. I mean, I, we we had we had a fun time uh, taking over clubs, DJing, playing wrestling theme music. That was for that man. What was that the swamp, the club there? That was really dope for that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, you, you probably see me on stage. I was the tall guy with the two titles. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was the tall guy with the two titles, uh, the big eagle and the uh, big gold. Sweet, man. But, uh, Sweet. But yeah, it was uh, it was pretty nice. But what what I will say, uh, far as big cast goes, I really, really hope they push him the right direction. I mean, he definitely needs to go the right direction because. Few with Enzo was a waste of time. Yeah, it should have been done. Get the fuck out of here. Right. I mean, it needed to be a much cleaner break than it yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, only thing that did was expose Cass for not being good on the microphone. It really, and but it's been so apparent the whole time. You know, like the guy's been a bit slow on the mic. For phrases, he doesn't have a really good, uh, uh, predictable pace for a lot of his stuff. You know, so it's tough. Yeah, I think he's actually okay. He just needs to keep it short. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he can't go on a long rambling monologue or something like that. That's that's not his style. Yeah, I'm not I'm not digging him doing all that. I'm sorry, but hearing tall guys read is very hard. I'm just saying. I'm six yeah. nine, and I hate hearing myself read. Just being honest. <laughs> I don't like that man, I'm singing back that night at the swamp there, man. I think I blew my I'm still recovering my voice from singing Motorhead. Twice. Motorhead? I don't think that was the best decision. Yeah, Triple H's theme. I don't think that was the, the, the best decision, but it went over pretty good. It was Oh fun. yeah, man. That, that was definitely one of the best times there. But I think I think for Big Cass, what needs to happen with Big Cass is very simple. Big Cass needs to be not in the field with Daniel Bryan, in my my opinion. He doesn't because we all know how that's gonna go. Daniel Bryan's going to get over. Yep. And I don't think if you're bringing this guy in as this new big threat, I don't think letting the guy who's coming back from injury go over on him makes him look credible. I don't think so. I hope this is just a one and done. I hope 
I'm back in a big way, and I'm just pushing there around Daniel Bryan because he's the guy I'm seeing in the hallway, and it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to work a long program together. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. In between them doesn't make any sense right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you got the David versus Goliath angle. I guess you could do, but it just it, not now. I mean, it it makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the same thing he did with Enzo. It was the David versus Goliath thing, but of course, Enzo is nowhere near the wrestler that Daniel Bryan is. Yeah, let's give Cass. Let's give Cass. You know, some some opponents. You know how they how they built up the Bludgeon Bros there before they gave him the titles. Let's give Cass a couple of a couple of feuds before he becomes that credible monster. Because they could use him. Like maybe Kane, uh, you know, like he's a really good big tough guy. Maybe maybe give him the Ryback treatment. You know, send him some uh, local competitors uh, for a few weeks. There you go. He's totally just calling out locals for sure. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Don't give him the Ryback treatment because then he, he's, he's going to get all. Big head and think that he's a shit and well, know, I mean, he's the best it, it, people react to it differently, right? To like the philosopher's stone differently, so it takes to different people. So I think Cass is a good guy. I think Cass would take that humbly, you know, he'd understand. And uh, JT, I was just kidding, obviously, but uh, as far as um, <laughs> we are supposed to call him Skip Sheffield, by the way. Oh yeah, that's right. okay, Sorry, Skip Sheffield. You know what? I blame four twenty for making me forget that. Dang man, yeah. Yeah, don't don't give him the Skip Sheffield uh, treatment. We don't call him by that other name. Sorry. Okay, but uh, we don't use that word on this podcast. Not on okay? this podcast. No, we, we won't call him that. <laughs> but hey, I heard that he sells a lot of books and a lot of uh, um, a lot of cookbooks and protein and all that uh, jazz. But good for Skip. Good for Skip. Moving on from Skip, we're going to skip that and we're going to talk about the NXT call ups. What do, what do we think about NXT call-ups here? I mean, first off, they called up No Way Jose. <laughs> why? Your boy. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like him, but I'm just saying, why? Why now? So I, now, I think they're going to miss out. I think he's got a lot of good steam behind him, but he's that kind of act who gets kind of stale over time. So the longer you have him exposed, the longer you're going to lose that rub. So I think the quicker they got him out on the main scene, the better he can be for that sort of comic relief, rosebud kind of thing. But they really got to protect the people they got in this group because we're going to end up with the same, you know, the same, there's Braun Strowman, they call the rosebuds. So it's tough. Look, the entourage as the incomer five years. Oh, yeah. yeah they, they definitely did that with the rosebuds. I mean, I remember seeing Braun Strowman inside the damn rosebuds. I'm like... Is that fucking Braun Strowman? Like, I, I went back and I watched some videos. I'm like, that's Braun Strowman. And you've seen everybody. As a matter of fact, I believe Sami Zayn was the bunny at one point. I think so, too. That makes sense. But what what I will say is, uh, you know, calling him up, I mean, having the whole gimmick, uh, maybe they bring Adam Rose back and they team him up, they become a tag team. Just saying. That's the only way, that's the only way I see that going over. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, speaking of Sami Zayn one more time, though, to uh, go back to him real quick. I, I know they wouldn't do it, but I would have liked to seen him go over as uh, to Raw as El Generico. Oh, you know? yes. That would be nice. That would have been cool, right? If he comes out with a mask, like if they if they come fire, he comes on, just makes one appearance in the mask. And if, even if, they just, if it's a one-off and they rip it off him and they say, who are you supposed to be? 
it's a great rub. It's a great rub for that character because it was so many years under the mask. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that, that would be nice. I mean, because let's just face it. When you come to the WWE, if you already have a character established, if you're not that high end on the market, Vince is going to tear you apart and rebuild you the way he wants. Absolutely. And I think, I think him taking off the mask in NXT was uh, not good. I mean, he's, he's not a bad-looking guy. But what I'm saying is is that they should have let him try to go further with it and then somewhere down the line take off the mask and have, have, a, have, a, have a match like a, uh, like a, like a mask versus hair match like, like what you used to have inside the 80s and the 90s. I mean, you could, do, uh, you could do when they bring back Rey Mysterio, mask versus mask, and then he has to lose his mask because obviously you know, something, something like that. that. That would be nice. I mean, but El Generico, that, that would be nice seeing that on Monday Night Raw. I mean, I think that's a rub for, you know, ROH as well, which is right. which is a very good, you know, promotion. You've gotten a lot of great stars out of ROH that's actually on the main roster right now. Seth Rollins, you know, Kevin Owens. Daniel Bryan. Samoa Joe, you know, yeah. AJ Styles. They're all – it's like the – grounds, you know, really. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, so we had No Way Jose. The other call-up I want to talk about, let's talk about, uh, we already said something about Sanity, but what what I like about this is, of course, they're finally getting the chance to come to the main roster. But I would love to see Nikki Cross come with them. I, I understand that, you know, she does need to be more established because it is true. Uh, Vince rated the women's roster on NXT. Yeah. And he rated them twice in one year. Yeah, you understand that twice in one year. I mean, twice in one year, you got to think about it. Six debuts and and then the shakeup for sure. Yeah, I mean, you had uh, you know, you had uh, Ruby Riot. Yeah, they brought up the iconic. Exactly. That was great. By the way, I I was in second row for that. I love that every moment of it. Yes, I remember that man. There's a lot to like about that. (laughs) I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I totally marked out when they came out. Oh, nice plug for the show. But what I will say is uh, he's rated these rosters on NXT because NXT is just the hot show. It is the show that people want to watch. It is people. It is the people's show. It's exactly what people want. They want a shorter storyline, uh, less less uh, time inside the ring telling the story through the microphone. But this is what they want. They want a fast-paced, uh, big-budget indie show. I'm gonna call it that because that's, that's exactly what, what it is. Yeah, that's that. It's that's exactly what it is. I've said it once and I'll say it again. NXT is Indies on steroids. Mm-hmm. Is like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what the public wants. We, we want that from the raw product, and hopefully with this, uh, you know, selling of the company, uh, or or Fox picking it, picking it up on their uh, broadcast, we get more of a grittier WWE. Because let's be honest, the only reason why he went PG in the first place was to get more money out of it, number one. Number two, yep. you got to look at it, it's almost like a almost like a rebuilding stage as well. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, you got to think, you had all these uh, allegations going around at the time. I mean, you had the Chris Benoit, rest in peace. You had the Eddie Guerrero death. You had other deaths and uh, things of that nature. 
it was a dirtier product back, you know, and a lot of that, I think, is Linda's tit run. It changed that. It needed to change the look from the whole tits and, you know, the whole TNA thing and, uh, and grimy blood and, and look at the cave. And that great look and bring it back into something that's more marketable to the families. And that's what I think you like. You hit it on the head there, man. NXT is, it's, it feels different while it's still in that same universe, that umbrella, you know, that, that like safety, that safety. Like, I don't, I don't miss the days of the, uh, you know, mud wrestling matches and the uh, bikini matches or the uh, bra and panties matches. Well, I mean, a little tiny bit I do. I miss them for two minutes at a time, but that's about it, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> right, right. That's all I need. But uh, anyway. <laughs> but um yeah it's um i don't think you know i'm glad the women are not being portrayed like that anymore we have some legitimate really great wrestlers you know on the roster and they're entertaining to watch just like the men are but i do miss that element of like grittiness and realness that can be brought on by not that you need to like abuse language and stuff like that it's not like they're going to be going out there dropping f-bombs but a little bit of cursing here and there to make it seem more serious more real a little bit of blood a little bit of like you know more a little more extremes type yes. stuff that makes you feel like this shit is serious. You know what I mean? And you know what? That's what it was for us back in the, you know, back in the nineties and, you know, early. Yeah, totally. I think we're right now. I think here, guys, you know, like there's a lot of parts here, but a lot of stuff could happen. Like, especially with triple H coming up. I'm hoping we see NJPW crossover soon. Oh, that would be great. And I was just going to say that, you know, and it's it's caught by a lot of the great competition, you know, at New Japan and that Ring of Honor are doing and TNA as well. You know, like it's 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 creating they have to be in today's world with the Internet and everything is so accessible and so immediate. They have to be cognizant of that and they have to bring something that the modern audience wants to see, you know. And yeah, that's that's the whole big thing. That's, that's, that's why they do things that are more realistic, like with the Shayna Baszler's and the Brock Lesnar's and people like that that are more realistic. People that you can buy into as legitimate badasses, like, oh yeah, he could really do that to them, or Shayna Baszler could really choke somebody out, no problem, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. shout out to Shayna Baszler. She was one of the coolest people there <laughs> uh, doing WrestleMania. Got a chance to uh, chop it up with her at uh, Club Razoo. I don't. I got a chance to meet her that uh, that night too. Did you get a chance to meet Shanna? Get to know. That's crazy. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. She's. You know. She's pretty cool. I mean, we we made jokes in the past about Shanna Baszler. We called her Shanna Corbin because they have the same attire and hairline. But uh, <laughs> but you know that that was a joke. I mean, of course, I told her to follow the show, and I told her just in case she she does hear that, just know it's a joke. I don't want to. See you next time in Cleveland, Ohio, and you want to beat my ass, you know. Just know it was JT. It wasn't any of us. That's all. Yeah, sure. It was the tall six foot nine guy, and you can't teach that. That's right. But uh, <laughs> but what what I will say is, um, you know, like you said, Ryan, they need more more fighters that are going to make them see, make them seem more more real, and that's what the Attitude Era felt like. You had guys like Ken. You had guys. Like Sandman, who who looked like, who looked like a guy that you didn't want to get in the fight with in the bar because he looked like he'll fuck you up. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sandman, you know, we got and Punk who just look like dudes that would just fuck you up. They, 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 you know, like they're not technical at all. They just, they're just brutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
look at the biggest star of the era, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, he didn't have any technical skills, but he legit, like, put that feeling into you of, like, this dude would just whip your ass if he caught you in a bar fight or something like that. You know, he literally would stab on your ass. He'd, like, break a chair over your head or a bar stool or something like that, you know? Oh, yeah, especially, especially that uh, that big fight scene they, they uh, shot between Booker T and uh, Stone Cold. I don't know. Oh, lean up jackass on our six. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. That that was one of my favorites. But we we're missing that. And I think that's what NXT is producing. As well as uh Vince is trying to produce right now with your run the Rouseys, with your Shayna Baszler's, with your Brock Lesnar's, with your Bobby Lashley's. You know, he's he's trying to sign a lot of mixed uh, mixed martial artists. He really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Right. And look at Paige Van Zandt is hot to come to. That's awesome, man. What was that? <laughs> Paige Van Zandt, one of the UFC fighters. Chael Sonnen. There's a bunch of people looking to come over, so I'm hoping they can see the, the benefit in this cross-promotion stuff. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll be definitely nice to see it. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> to not actually getting punched in the face. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah look at it like that. I mean, you get to keep more of your teeth. Yeah, it's and that's it because, like, that's what I like about WWE. You know, it's funny, like, that and people thought it was real. Now they're really hitting each other and people think it's fake. It's like, come on, you know? <laughs> like, I think it's great in WWE because you see them taking these real chops because you know, hey, it's a controlled environment. If he hits me for real, I'm a pretty tough guy. I'll take the hit and I know he's not going to jump me in a second, right? So if he rocks me, that's fine. Like, do it. It looks great for TV. That's my opinion. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, AT and I were at that NXT in Cleveland and we were in like the second row. And certainly these guys are very talented and they know how to fall. They know how to protect each other. But I tell you what, some of that shit was real. Like you heard like the crack of people's knees and things like that going into faces. And you can't fake yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Really can't. You, know, you, watch again, you watch that clip of Brock and Braun when, when Braun accidentally caught him with that knee and then all of a sudden he gets fed two shots. Ouch, man. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, I've heard lots of wrestlers tell stories about where they got potatoed or whatever you want to call it, or you know, they really caught one stiffer than they thought, and they don't remember the rest of the match. Or you know, Botchamania is littered with those. You know, I think Botchamania one twelve is my favorite clip because it's got that dude who took that top rope moonsault. Like, <laughs> what were you thinking? Nothing protecting his face, and so he got legit KO'd. Right? Like, oh yeah, or, yeah I remember that one. <laughs> uh, or like. Uh, when Brock did the shooting star press off the top rope and landed on his face, he was out for a little you bit. You know, that sucks because Brock gets so much heat for that moment, but he was so good with that shooting star press in OVW. That was his big oh, moment. He used it, to hit it all the time. That was yeah. the big gem. And then the guy, it, it, it Brock, big, you know, fuck it, I could do it. I'm Brock Lesnar. I'm Brock effing Lesnar. And it's like, no, dude, you should have scaled it back, pull Kurt back. You know, it would have worked so much better. That would have been every WrestleMania clip would have started with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine. Just imagine that actually happened, though. Jeez. You're right. You're definitely right. You're definitely right. But yeah. you know what? It is in every WrestleMania clip when you see him land on his face. I'm just saying. It's it's true. It's true. I love that stun looking at the belt in the corner of the ring. Back on You know, like. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know. Another another thing that we like about NXT uh, is, of course, the length of the show. I mean, that NXT takeover in New Orleans 
what what was it? Two hours and thirty minutes or two hours? Two hours, I think. Yeah. Yeah, two hours. The best. Is that all. The best damn two hour show. Period. But man, Ricochet's first move being a shooting star press out of the ring was the. I mean, Adam Cole, baby, <laughs> that whole match to start it off, Velveteen Dream. I mean, can you can you not say enough about this match? Everybody shined so bright. It was exactly what it should have been, man. Yeah, that match was like I either had a smile on my face or like my mouth was open. Like, oh, thank my you. God. Yeah, just slack jawed, right? Like, blah. Like, <laughs> holy shit, man. I'm not even gonna lie. I was uh, on a whole nother level. I messed around and grabbed the wrong lollipops, and wrong brownies, and wrong Rice Krispie <laughs> treats. You get my drift. In the wrong uh, cupcakes. But what I will tell you is uh, that match, just seeing it from that perspective, on the level that I was at, me and RVD, as I like to call it, uh, that level that I was at, just seeing these guys hopping off ladders, going through tables. At the, how about that spot with Killian Dan and Sullivan trying to one-up each other? Putting yeah, that was huge. Those were incredible. Yeah. Those were, I mean, that whole entire match was incredible. EC3 yeah. held his own. I think EC3 yeah. is going to be a huge star. And NXT, just because of the simple fact that that guy's pretty good on the microphone. I think you'll probably see him be the first, maybe not the first guy, but one of the guys to hold the American title for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to be the first guy to take it off Adam Cole, but I don't know. I kind of backtrack on that. We'll see. Yeah, backtrack on that one because Adam Cole's going to hold that title until he gets called up. <laughs> I'd like to probably see so. him drop the title to Dream and have Dream feud with, with EC3 over it. Like, because we were, we were ninth row on the ramp of. The the crutch that uh, Champa got busted open with, my buddy actually got to take. It. So he's got the rubber top of that crutch. We waited till everybody left. Security tried to stop us twice, but he got all the way around the ring to the other side and he picks it up. I got the video on my Facebook. It's hilarious. So he's gonna get both guys to sign it next time he sees it. Nice, <laughs> nice, awesome. Speaking of uh, Velveteen, I, I don't mean to get in. I mean, we can talk about NXT, but I didn't know if we'd officially transition. I did hear that uh, you were going to get Velveteen Dream versus Ricochet, a series of matches coming up. So that's exciting. Oh, that is totally exciting, man. Now that's that's going to be great. No, I mean, Ricochet is down. Yeah. yeah. Versus Velveteen Dream, Charisma. And Velveteen Dream's not a bad wrestler at all. Oh man, his 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 breakout against beautiful. What a story, you know. And Velveteen, modern day Rick Rude, obviously the tights are a really big comparison, but the guy is great on the mic and their mind games is just awesome. And those those elbows in the six man, as you were talking about earlier too, those, those were awesome. Yeah, I've got. It's funny from my angle, I've got a view of that. He's a tall guy, and he's already three times his height up there. I just hope this <laughs> man doesn't call him up and screws him up. If I was Triple H, I'm hoping right now the way that Triple H is a reporter live, he's made that better. I hope he's he's got a hand in SmackDown too. Obviously, NXT is his baby. I'm hoping Vince just says, you know what? Time for me to go enjoy the last years of my life before I give myself a stress related heart attack. That'll never happen. I know. Time to go run XFL, bro. I know. <laughs> yeah, 2020, right? We just got to wait till 2020. <laughs> yeah. Come on, 2020, please hurry up. Hey, what's happening, Dre? And this third week, Dre back in the hey, house. Dre. Right. What up? Wait, yo, you think you thought we forgot about Dre? Oh. 
Oh, I would never do that. <laughs> but you know what? We did not forget about Dre. But what we will say is, he's his high has come down, and now he's back on planet Earth. Uh, <laughs> he greened out. He greened out for a bit, but he's good now. Yeah. He was up in the stratosphere, but now he's rejoined us. I was high, high, high all the time. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're 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 all back together, but. What what I will say is about these NXT call ups, the one the one I talked about. No, I'm I'm gonna say the one the, the one that I was shocked that did not happen. For me, was Cassius Ono. Yeah, wow, that's a good one. Yeah, I've heard though that they want like I don't like his whole thing about not being able to keep off the weight because of his condition. I've heard that's just not rubbing people the right way. So I think something about. I've heard about agent role backstage helping center, which I really hope does happen because he needs to team up with Cesaro again and just kill on the main roster, man. What What is his condition? Yeah, well, what is like, his condition? Well, like I'm just saying, like when you just keep the weight off, like no matter what he does, apparently he's just gaining this weight. You know what I mean? I think that's called a fatitis, actually. <laughs> What's that? I said I think that's called fatitis. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the guy's guy hitting the gym. He's trying, but whatever it is with his, uh, whatever condition that us fat people use to excuse the fact that we just don't want to go to the gym. But apparently, he's actually trying, and it's still not working for him. Hmm. Yeah, I have a suggestion for him. Uh, put the fork down. Uh, yeah, <laughs> eat a salad. No, oh, oh, come on. You know, hey, fat lives matter, okay? No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, and one thing, though, too, is at least do it like Kevin Owens. Wear the singlet. Wear something over the singlet. Help us out a bit here because you, you, you're you not helping anybody out. You know what I mean? Kevin Owens can backflip, okay? So, uh, oh, no, enough I'm saying, I'm just Kevin Cassius Owens, Owens, the other KO here, he could benefit from, from being a little more modest with his ring gear, I think, for sure. Yeah. Kevin Owens um, actually has me blocked on Twitter because um, I don't, I never followed him, but I was watching Raw one night and I felt it necessary to tweet out that whenever I see Kevin Owens' underarms during a match, it makes me want to vomit. And I, I added, <laughs> I did at him in the tweet and then noticed like literally like the next day he had blocked me. So clearly I saw that. And now <laughs> Sorry, uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, really a lot of them people are stiff. They, I heard he's a stiff um, out and above it too. He's stiff in the ring, or he's a stiff. No, he's a stiff. Oh, he's a velveteen dream. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've heard he's both for sure. But him, he's an ass outside the things. They say Sasha Banks is an ass too. Kevin Owens actually, and over for the Chris Jericho podcast, we had breakfast with the guy. He's super laid back. He's super cool guy. I think he's French. Maybe the attitude. I don't think it's a real big stretch for him. Mm-hmm. I see why people rub him off the wrong way like that. But I think the guy's. I think he's a genuine cool guy. I mean, maybe it's. I think you know what happens. With this? I think I'm an asshole. Whenever people go asshole, I'm like, but this is, they seem so cool. <laughs> but we get okay. along so well. <laughs> I don't mean to incriminate myself too much, but when you brought up Chris Jericho, it made me think of another Twitter blockage, which he did block me. Wow, man, you, just, you are blocked by WWE Canada, bro. Yeah, I, I see. 
I'm going to seem like I'm some kind of like Twitter troll or something like that, but I promise you I'm not. But Tell me because Lance one Storm and Jimmy Corderas are blocking you as well then, right? <laughs> yeah, I actually really, really love Chris Jericho. I, I was a big fan of him when he was Y2J. I actually bought a fucking Y2J shirt and all that. So I am a mark for Chris Jericho. But one night, a few years ago, I was watching Raw and he was doing the best in the world gimmick. I'm the best at what I do, blah, 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 that thing. So while I was watching Raw, I tweeted and I added him. Clearly, he saw it. Like I said, um, they said, Chris Jericho says he's the best in the world at what he does. Clearly, he doesn't do push-ups. <laughs> oh, wow. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> Throw that shade, Ryan. Jeez, but Ryan is, man, you was a little harsh person on Twitter. Hey, if you do that to me on Twitter, I'm going to block you, too. What's going on with the sensitivity? Where's the testosterone? Man, Ryan. Wrestlers are very, very sensitive. They are very sensitive. You talked about buddy. Yeah. He said, I'll do push ups. He will never, ever be on my Twitter again. I'm going to bring this up to him. Let me me actually bring it up to him. I'll do an interview with him because I'm going to be on the Jericho cruise in October. With the CFO, it's gonna be dope, man. Nah. Yeah, ask him if he remembers that and if he still wants to punch me in the face. Block me from the rest of the, the tournament or some shit, right? <laughs> he might. He might throw think, you off the boat. Maybe I'll wait till ask the last day. Maybe I'll wait till I'm getting off Miami again. Like, Yo, I'm not doing push-ups. Ask him if you can see the list, and uh, I think you'll definitely find my name on. It. <laughs> oh yeah, you you know oh, oh, oh. you want a list. <laughs> Yeah, he probably was like, you know what? You just made the list. He, uh, Jericho got that Kofi Kingston chest going on. I don't know what happened over the years. Man, old age. Old age for sure. Hanging out with Fozzie. You know, I was listening to a podcast with him not too long ago. I think he was on. I don't think it was his podcast. It was him and some other guy. And he was hammered. He was hammered. Like (laughs) Words were slurring and everything. I said, yeah, he's hammered. Well, he, he definitely embraces the rock star lifestyle when he's on the road. Well, yes, he does. You should have heard him at, at Survivor Series at breakfast. He comes up to our table. We uh, we were the only table around the food, around the food, so we were like, yo, bro, nobody fucking mark out right now. He might actually come eat at our table. He actually came, <laughs> stood there. He's got his fruit plate. He says, so you boys uh, enjoying SummerSlam or Survivor Series? That's what it is, Survivor Series. <laughs> 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 Like you said, man, rock and roll lifestyle, dude. It looks like he just got up, put his scarf around his fucking neck, and came up for some fruit trays, man. Yeah, man. You, that's crazy. You know what's so funny? You know, for years, like, it, it, this is another thing. Like, when I was a kid during the Attitude Era, remember, you know, he had his band back then, too, the Fozzie McQueen. He was like, like, well, that guy from Fozzie looks just like Chris Jericho. And, you know, me being a kid, I'm like, well, damn, he does. It's, 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 you know? <laughs> and, and it take me to, like, a few years later to realize, what? Well, damn it, that's his group. I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> so I'm just like, I thought Fozzie McQueen was, like, a person. Like, I thought, like, you know, I thought it was Chris Jericho. And then Fozzie McQueen, like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it took me that long to figure that out. <laughs> this Man. is why. Chris Jericho is one of the greatest people ever do it. But I will say, Royal Rumble, we're going to move on to that. Yep. But but before okay. we do that, I almost got about one person, Andrade Andre, Cien Almas. Uh, 
him being called up to the main roster, I did predict it. Uh, not happy about him going to SmackDown. You know, you know, JT, he got buried on Raw. I think he's gonna get buried on SmackDown, but yeah, but he would really got buried on Raw. I mean, SmackDown at least he has some hope, but Raw, he got lost in the sauce. Totally would have got lost in that shuffle on Raw. I'm happy though because, like, man, the guy's got so much talent. Yes. And just as a joke, have them both come out with the masks for their entrance. You know, just do it, man. It um. Did something? Did um? I'm about to say, I don't think Vega came up with him, did he? Yes, yes, she was just on NXT Wednesday, though. That was pre week, but oh, okay, yeah, it's not live, it's pre I really thought NXT (laughs) was live. Oh, wow, it sucks with NXT because I always end up reading the results because I'm thinking to myself, I might not get to catch the show, but then I end up watching every week anyway, and I'm like. At least because of my Swiss cheese memory, because of all the mad cabbage, I, I kind of, <laughs> you know. Shout out the cabbage. <laughs> it's a big recall on cat anything green right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally about to roll up this and mark out. But go ahead, uh, back back to Andrade seeing almost him being on SmackDown. I don't like it, but at the same time, I can see some good feuds. Uh, I really think that they should have let those guys go one more time down there in the, down in NXT. Or yeah, him and Alistair. Or, or at least had a triple threat match between Alistair Drew and, and, and uh, Andr- Andrade C. and Almost. That would have been nice. What about, mean, the fatal yeah. four, what about the Fatal 4-Way and throw the Velveteen Dream in there? No. Yeah. Man, the, the only reason why I'm not saying Velveteen Dream inside there it's because uh, I'm already sick of the four, five, six, seven, eight, ten pack challenges. So uh, I think Triple Threat would have just been nice. I think Velveteen was already involved. He's already involved in that North American title. He's going to end up with that belt sooner yeah. than later. I mean, definitely. I soon. think, you know, I'm making a bold prediction. Okay. Okay, let's hear this shit. Velveteen Dream is getting the damn belt. Which Screw one? that. The, the NXT title. Okay. He will oh. put on a he will put on another classic at Takeover. Where where is SummerSlam this year? In New York again, or is it in the L.A.? It's in New York, right? LA it's in New York. It's in Brooklyn. It's still in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's in Brooklyn. Take, L.A. is going to be Survivor take Series. Takeover Brooklyn. I'm calling it now. Alistair Black. Yep. Velveteen Dream. The rematch for the NXT title and another classic. Same name. What okay. is his, his name? And we will come back to this around in the summer. And I'm going to say, I told you so. Okay. Remember. Right. You know what? You heard it here first, people. You heard it here first. Dre Barnes has made two predictions today. Yeah, and they're going to come true. Just watch. Did. Just see. watch. We are definitely going to see. Ooh. Hey, can I do the smoky dance from the video? Will he be like this? No, oh, can't nobody see me. I mean, you can do it, but I don't think anyway. yeah, I don't, yeah, nobody can really see me. You can do it though. Like, <laughs> excuse me, Marks. We're just passing this around real quick. So, uh, every time we mention anything green, we have to pass this around. <laughs> I'm in love with Mary Jane. 
She's my main thing. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Okay, so the greatest Royal Rumble. Mm. Talk about the most obvious name that could have ever went with this event. You know it's going to be in the Middle East because of the name. I'm sorry, just had to say it. I hate the fact that you're right about that. First of all, because yes, that sounds that sounds exactly like it reeks something, like something they, something would, they would say. This is the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. So is it but, is it worse than? No, I don't think anything would be worse than great <laughs> balls of fire. Because I mean, let's be honest. Uh, that, that I'm sorry, great balls of fire as a pay per view get six six shit emojis for the worst pay per view I've ever seen. Yeah, that was horrible. I, speaking of for twenty. Yeah, like I just want to know how high the guys in the writing room were when they came up with that idea. Oh, Vince! No, laughing himself, passing out his own jokes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> apparently Vince has a thing for things that look like cops because if you look at the symbol, yeah, the and logo, that, and that big sperm that followed Randy Orton to WrestleMania last year. Oh yeah. man, I remember that man. That that was worse yeah. than the little the little the little baby sperms I was in the ring with him and Bray Wyatt last year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look, you're only gonna talk about this stuff if it's you're on the four twenty edition. So you know what's great though? the fact that we're gonna maybe see the greatest college greatest Royal Rumble. I love that man. Make the it greatest colleague. I mean that, that that would be nice, but what what I will say honestly about the whole Great Balls of Fire, uh, Great Balls of Fire and the Greatest Warrior Rumble. Okay, Great Balls of Fire was horrible. I mean, just the whole entire show. Uh, I can't believe that they actually went through with that name. I can't believe that we actually watched that shit. Allowed okay, it. Nine ninety nine month. A uh, ninety nine nine ninety nine month for the WWE American. Network. American money. Yeah. To watch like that worthless pay per view. It's like twenty five oh, bucks. Damn, dude. <laughs> Damn man, that, that that sucks. Twenty five bucks. I'm just kidding. It's like fifteen, to, but sometimes it is pretty bad. The conversion rate. But but you know what? Honestly, I really hope they never do a Great Balls of Fire. But I did hear this inside the pipeline, and we're gonna get back the great uh, the greatest Rory Rumble. But I did hear this in the pipeline that they're gonna have, offer a premium version of the WWE Network. Oh, and what's so and, good? Yeah, please break this down. So apparently, this premium version is going to include more content than what they currently have. That's a lot. You're going to get less. You're going to get lesser content than what you have now. Really? Uh, with the regular version. Uh, and I did hear something along the line of they're going to bring over their movies, which let's be honest, who really cares? Do we need to see the six Marine movies though? Really? Do we need to see that John Morrison got a bit of a movie career out of this? I don't know. Right. Really? Can't. Really. Really. Really, I just want to. I, mean, hey, I just want to hear the price tag round? of this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have twelve rounds. And that beef was incredible, incredible. Yeah. I mean, you got all. Which? Hey, don't oh, forget. Hey, no, go ahead. Who? Go ahead. Who me? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I was just gonna say, don't forget about the chaperone. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> the chaperone! Oh, come on, not the Get chaperone! Him. Get him! Get him! Hey, hey, hey! Don't forget about one.
movies ever produced out of there. Three Ninjas featuring Hulk Hogan. Ooh, ooh. I mean, yeah, you can't man. forget that, or 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 you can't you can't uh, forget the movie with uh, what was it, Hulk Hogan and Zeus? Yeah, I was just about no hose bar. Yeah, yeah. Suburban Commando too. Those those Hulk Hogan movies, just yeah. like Thunder and Paradise. Those were actually Thunder no, and Paradise. Thunder I was just Paradise. about to say, yes, no hose bar. That was the name of it. No holds yeah, bar. no hose bar. That's right, no hose bar. My my dad. Shout out to my dad for taking me to the theater to see that when I was a kid. That's really, cool. oh, man, you went you to see it in the theater. That you got a dad. That's great, oh, yeah. bro. <laughs> oh, you went. That's awesome. Dark dad. You went. <laughs> you went to. Wait, wait, wait. You went to see that in the movie. It had to just be you and your dad there, right? Big <laughs> deal. Oh, the Hulkster was way over at the time, you know? There's a lot of people there. Yeah, that's true. As a kid, I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. I mean, me me and my older brother, we used to wrestle in the backyard, and I would take the baseball catcher's men, and I'll put my regular belt through there and make my own title out of that. I mean, I was a huge that, Hogan fan. That was, that but, was, that's a good thing. But I was never a fan enough to actually go to the movie theaters and pay for the ticket. I mean, it had to go yeah. Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. I think it was more Blockbuster around that time than Hollywood Video. Hollywood Video came probably just a few years later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it came I remember, a bit later. I remember because it was one right up the street from my house growing up. Man, I used to love Blockbuster. Hey, Blockbuster was I shit. did used to. You yeah. know what game I? You remember? You know what game I? Um, I used to rent a lot of games from there. You know what game I rented? Sega Genesis days. Sonic. I don't know if y'all hip to this one. Sonic 3D Blast. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have I'm it sure. right now on my Sega. Yeah. Really? Yeah, right now on my Sega Genesis that I never even played. It's just there. It just looks fun, nice. Fun fact. It's a Showing my age, Blockbuster Video was actually my first job ever. That was my Whoa. Wow. Which okay. one did you work at? Yeah, I was in the Chicago suburbs. I had moved there. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh. Shout out to the oldest guy on the podcast. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think you're probably right. No, 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 no. We're all, we're, we're all old here. I mean, I mean, let's just face it. Uh, once you hit 30, it's kind of hard to keep the pounds off. But uh, what, what, what I am going to say is this greatest Royal Rumble, a uh, lot of confusion. First of all, you had the Rusev match on again, off again, Chris Jericho, then on again, off again. Uh, it's too much going on, and I believe we could have came up with a better name. We could have called it the greatest battle royal. That would have been nice for me because you don't have a pay-per-view that's named Battle Royal. Because that's the whole thing. It's like, well, then you you go ahead and come up with this, and what does that do to the regular battle royal? Also, if it's yeah. the great battle royal, what does the winner get? Does he get like two title shots, or I mean, he gets what, a couple of goats, he gets a, a big chunk of gold, and he gets I look, he gets like a couple of sheik's daughters, and he goes back. Yeah, and yeah. Car. I heard they get a big ball of cheese. But did, seriously, though, on a serious note, it's there for. No, not much. But no, men have to buy tickets in a certain area, and if you're married, then you have to bring your whole family. You can't just it's rules. Hmm. And let's yeah, not forget, no woman allowed. Yeah, exactly. That's another one too, right? right? Yeah. So they're getting left behind there too. That's interesting. So wait, 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 hold on. Let me get this straight. There's no women going to be on this card. No. 
Wow, so it's just a man? Totally, man. That's right. Straight up Sacha's party. Universal, WWE, Intercontinental, US, Raw Tag Team, Smack Tag Team, Casket Match, Triple H, Cena, and then the 50-man Royal Rumble. Wow, that's crazy. And I'm kind of... This, this, that's the most quiet match on this card to me, that Triple H and John Cena. What's the point of that match? Who really cares? Do anybody care to see you know, Triple think, H and John I Cena? Think I think they do. I think it's the same reason they're talking about putting the strap on Roman Reigns across the seat overseas because of bigger pop. I think it's the same. John, those are established. I think that's probably when you think about it. Look at the stage even. This thing is bigger than WrestleMania. This is going to be – why didn't they call it the Mania of all time? Well, they're not going to disrespect WrestleMania like that. Yeah, true. I don't think this man would have let that happen. Yeah. But I would have loved a different name for it, like Super Brawl. Like, boom, there yeah, you go. You could you, go. could you could have bought back one of WCW's huge pay-per-views. Clash they, of the Champions, even. Look, there you go. Perfect Clash name. Perfect name. Clash yep. of the Champions. I love it. No, 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 no. You can't, you, you can't do that to Dusty. This is going to be on the network. They did Starcade on the. Um, they did Starcade, so I mean, they made no, Starcade, Starcade a house show. Star- yeah, that was but a Starcade show. was a success. Yeah, and this might be a success. I mean, but why not give it that name? I mean, you gave a house show. You gave a house show. Their name, yeah, Starcade, which is WC WCW's version of WrestleMania. Yeah, their prestige and just. Yeah, you gave it away as a house show. Yeah, regardless of regardless regardless of it's a huge success, JT Starcade. That's disrespectful to that. You know what? You're right. You're you're right. It is disrespectful, but they could have made up for it by actually showing it on the network. They should have showed it on network. That would have been huge if it was a network. I would have been happy. It should have been a network special. You don't just put Star. We're just gonna make Starcade a house show. I mean, I understand that Vince likes to gloat because, hey, you won the, the Monday Night Wars. Yes, okay. You won the you won it. But quit running this, this name to the ground because a lot of great wrestlers came out of there. That's really Hall of Famers in your yeah. company. Yeah, exactly. A lot of great people out of that place. And, and quiet is kept. If, you know, and I always say this, have have it not been for their Austin and McMahon feud to last so long? I really think WCW might have still been around till this day. Uh, well, it, was, it, was, it was it was the Turner buyout, you know. It was a lot of internal things. Well, yeah, that too, that too. That too. Yeah, I think when watched, AOL bought it, they were yeah. falling apart. They were they didn't have a lifeline. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the thing. I guess what made WWE win it. WWE built for the future, yeah, and what the problem was. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be 100 honest here. Doing the Monday Night Roars, I was WCW fan. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I was big time WCW. I was NWO Wolfpack. All, all, all in middle school and high school, we had actual yeah. Wolfpack gangs and DX gangs. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had the DX. Yeah, for sure. yeah, and, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I was a total Wolfpack mark. But the thing about it is, it's like WCW appealed more to me on that level. First of all, it was Southern base. I'm from the South. I can actually understand the commentary team. So mm-hmm. I loved it. Uh, and then, then on top of that, you know, the product was different. You had bigger, I'm not going to say you had bigger stars. You, you had big stars coming over 
from WWE just to get to WCW. And you had okay. I mean, when you look at, I mean, look at all the guys that jumped to WCW. It made it look like WCW, was, WCW was the place to be. That's at, because the, the, the pocketbook was there, open. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. You got turn that yeah, pocket. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The wallet was open, but what I'm saying yeah. is, from my perception, it looked like yeah. WCW was the hot ticket in town, well, and WWE and it was. was the, it was. It was for a while. And WWE had... was like the uh, was the was the lower level at that point, well, even well, though they, they were well, well established. They were, they were lame. But they're, they're, yeah, they were lame. When that whole NWO came out, WWE had to jump on board because you having these real life characters, like with yeah. real life, real life attitudes. And Vince was still like, hey, I got Doink the Crown, I got Glacier, yeah. I got the Frost, and all this stuff. Yeah. Kitties, and, kitty shows. Vince had to get with the program. He had to let's turn it up, and that's yeah. and that's where the DX. Yeah, surprisingly, that's where we are now, as far as WWE is. I mean, yeah, we're kind of backtracking in a sense, but we're kind of trying to get that attitude feel to it. But we can't give them too much attitude, just enough to be, you know, accepted on the mainstream market, but not lose our sponsors. I mean, well, that's I think is yeah, I think is more of the fact now with the company being a. Publicly traded, publicly publicly traded place. So it's just not Vince McMahon. I mean, he still owns a majority of the stocks, if I can say that right. He owns a majority of them, but you also have little minority owners, which you know you you're gonna have to cater to them kids. You're gonna have to get those sponsors. That's why you see a lot of things for the 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 um the the army over Snickers. So, Snickers. Well, it's always been Snickers, even during the Attitude Era. WrestleMania was sponsored by Snickers all the way back to like twelve. Yeah, I'm a fan of the cartoons. I'm a really big fan of the Hanna Barbera crossovers they've been doing. I think, like yeah. my kid, I've got a nine year old daughter. She mm-hmm. loves them. I love watching them. I think they're hilarious, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, that, that's what I'm saying. You you kind of need to still be PG, but we're kind of getting back to that point. Not saying WWE is lame, lame right now. But what I'm saying is, it's losing that edge of always being, always being creative, always being you know shocking. I you know, and I, I remember, I, I remember back in the day we used to have, you know, back in the day uh, the the WWF uh, Attitude video game. Oh no, yeah. what was it? WWF uh, Warzone. War. And uh, yeah. Again, yeah, was Warzone trash. attitude, and uh, you had uh, <laughs> yeah, you had Jim Ross in the beginning. Great graphics, though. It was great good graphics, graphics at the time. Great Game graphics at the time. You had um, you had Jim Ross at the beginning. He, he was always say anything happened inside the WWF, and you believed it. You believed it so much back then. Now it's like, you know what? I already know what's going to happen here. Uh, this guy's going to run in, uh, and the match is going to be over in five seconds. Well. And, like, and 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 to that to that you know to bring up your point, JT, the whole point of that is now that who do you really you know who do you really have competition with now? You have monopolized the the wrestling game so much. I mean, you you still have your Ring of Honors and your New Japan's, but they're like yeah, at Lucha, this level, fact, trying to come yeah, up. yeah, trying. Mm-hmm. That's the, yeah. And that's the thing, though. You got you got this big corporate machine known as the WWE 
But then you got the little guys like under here, which WWE don't worry about. That's why they're so quick to go and go and divulge into the Ring of Honor talent or the or the New Japan talent, you know, because that's what you can do when you are when you are the majority. Are you the kingpin of wrestling? And people, like, what I want to see too is I want to see them go back to pro wrestling here. You know, like let's not let's get away from the sports entertainment because you're looking at people, you're looking at guys like Kenny Omega. What we was talking yeah. about before, as long as Vince Man is alive, it will always be sports entertainment. That's true. And as long as Vince McMahon is alive, we have we will have crazy names like the greatest Royals Rumble. And, and great yeah. balls of fire. Back, and back to back to the greatest Royal Rumble, like we were Good supposed segue. to be talking Good about. Segway, by the way. Segway. But uh, back, back, back to it. Uh, the greatest Royal, Royal Rumble. First of all, Rusev. Uh, Rusev. Uh, the match going on and going off. Rumors were saying that he didn't want to do it. Rumors were saying that because of the comment that he made on TMZ about him being too old. And that's when they put another old guy in the ring by Chris Jericho to uh, have the match with him. And then they backtrack. And put Rusev back into it. Well, they got back. So I think, sure. hell yeah. So I think, I think uh, it's not good for Rusev because what's, what's going to end up happening is, of course, he's going to get buried. He's not losing. Uh, Undertaker's bury me softly, get, bro. He said, "Bury me softly." <laughs> yeah, he he did say that. But the thing is about it is, a lot of people are scared that Rusev may actually leave the company. He'll never leave the company. He finally wake up with the one thing I wanted to point. The one point I wanted to make is Rusev is hot right now. Not only is he just over with the marks, but he is a great wrestler, and he's got a lot of his way out of that foreign bad guy gimmick. They put more flavor on him. He's got such a following, and he's so charismatic. It'd be a they'd be yeah, a, to let him. They'd be a to let him. Hey, you know what? Uh, not not to get too off topic, but uh. I, I remember walking the streets of Bourbon Street, and especially especially leaving from the Smoothie King Arena after NXT, and people were walking down the street chanting Rusev Day. Oh, every my my bro, one of our roommates had a Rusev Day shirt every night on Bourbon. <laughs> Rusev Day, Rusev Day, and then Adam Cole. That's how they um when I went to Fast Lane, they that's all that we hear in the arena was Rusev Day, Rusev Day, you know so. So I mean, he, it, it's, he's it's really, like, it's really over. He's he's well, he's over now. Really over? Uh, he's over though, guys. Now, man, it's I'm just, sorry. He's over. It's just up to it's up to him and the WWE machine to keep him over. So and that's it. Exactly. They can't bury him again. You know, they got to keep. That's him the thing. Him. You know, the management there is. I don't know. Like it's just we're gonna have to see. I mean, because just like JT said, I mean. He I've also heard he has some heat backstage as well. So I mean, like you said, he got heat for the whole thing with the Undertakers, and he, you know, he he hasn't been the most popular superstar with management the last few months. You know, they even complained about his haircut that he got. They didn't like yeah, that either. Yeah, you know? change his style like that. You know, he's, he's, yeah. So he's yeah, outside the lines a bit. You know. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a he's walking on a steady thin ice, if that makes sense. Yeah, I hear you though. I hear you. Just really quick, boys. Yeah, he, sorry, he, I gotta take off. It's been a long time. 
WWE is really lacking by not having the World Heavyweight Championship there anymore, by making the Universal title, by trying to make two marquee big titles. They're missing out on guys like Rusev, who could be world champion. Dolph Ziggler could be world champion. They need that lower the big the, title. The, the Miz? The Miz? Miz, exactly. exactly. Thank you. Okay. Be a multi-time world champion. You know thank I mean? you. Thank like, you. Totally. But again, bros, thank you so much. I am marking out for sure. I am going to be tuning in. Let me know. You guys, be easy. All right, man. All right, man. No problem. We'll see you next time. Yeah, it was good bro. to have you, Des. Yeah, man. See you guys later. All right. Take care. All right. So <laughs> we're back, and we're going to stay on topic uh, with this uh, last point of tonight, which is the Bench Royal Rumble. We have all these matches. Uh, we already talked about Rusev and Taker. I'm not liking the fact that they can't make up their mind. Uh, kind of like we can't make up our minds. We want to stay on uh, subject, and we want to get hot. So we're going to uh, <laughs> stay on subject, and we're going to go back to uh, the the card and another match that I'm excited to see is the Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus the Bar for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. And we we already know who's going to win this, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We we already know it's not it, the Bar. Yeah, it's not the SmackDown Bar. So I mean, it's yeah, already. I, I mean, it's pretty much an open and shut case. Yeah, it, we right, still have the much. match. Right, exactly. I think I think at this point, what we need to do is we need to have someone else on Raw compete for it, because we know. I mean, you're going to have ultimately the income is going to be, the outcome is going to be uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Matt Hardy winning this. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty good match put on the card. Uh, the rumor was last week that when Sanity got called up, Bray Wyatt will debut with Sanity. So those rumors are, of course, debunked. Let so, me let me ask you this, JT. What's that? SummerSlam, another bold prediction by Dre Bars. SummerSlam, tag team of Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus the AOP at the Hardy Compound. Delete. I'm calling it now. So you think that SummerSlam, they're going to put on the Hardy compound and have Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus AOP? Yes. Okay, but if that happens, who gets deleted? You know who, who gets, gets. You know who's getting deleted. Who AOP? Yes, they are. I Delete. don't think so. I don't. I, I don't think so because I don't think they do that to them. Uh, no, they're I'll, they're 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 too fresh. They're the way too fresh. Damn it, uh, we will see the Hardy compound again. I'm sorry, I'm but done. it's not well, going to happen right about that, but, Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I don't think they would do that to the authors of pain right there because it doesn't really make sense for them. You know, it's like if you just delete them, as you say, as funny as that would be. But I just don't think you can do that to the authors of pain right now. You know? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'll take the prediction back, y'all. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe like a team, like, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind them seeing, seeing them delete the Ascension. I mean, you know, they'll be. <laughs> They're still around? That could be like a weekly Actually, thing. Did, like a reoccurring yes. skit. Just, just delete people over and over again. The Ascension, uh, you know, Heath Slater and Rhino or somebody like that. I hope they could throw in there too. But you know what? Yes, the Ascension actually got uh, 
got drafted. I'm not going to say drafted, but they got uh, shaked up and they're on Raw. No one uh, knows that. I didn't know that. <laughs> I had already forgotten about it. Yeah. I didn't even know they got moved to Raw. Yeah, they're still around. I mean, and they, you know, they dropped the ball with the Ascension. They, they really did. Yeah. They really, really, yeah, really. I don't did. think the Ascension can ever come back, unfortunately, to like where and they I, were when they were in NXT. Or and anything. they dropped the ball with the Revival. I don't think they can come back either. But There's... apparently, but apparently, the rumor back then was they were going to have, they were going to have um, the Ascension when they got called up. They were supposed to be the new Wyatt family. That mm. was the rumor way back then. Way back then, when they when they originally got called up, and this was around this is around the time when when Luke Harper and Eric Rowan had separated from Bray. Okay, so this was uh, you know this is the first time they separated from Bray, and that they were going to be the new Wyatts, but of course that didn't happen. Um, that they don't like that them, but I think it's hard to replace the Wyatts. I mean, does that original? team it's hard to replace that i mean you had brian strongman then you had luke harper and and um i've got his other name eric rowan so it's just kind of hard to replace it that oh, let's bring in let's plug in two new guys now. yeah it, it, yeah. it is hard to replace i mean you know that they, they could have been one big stable that had a lot of championships but you know hey you know you know WWE. hates factions yeah it's, it's wwe so it was bound to happen now, the other match that I am excited about is uh, seeing that fatal four-way between Samoa Joe, uh, I believe Samoa Joe, The Miz, uh, Finn Balor, Finn Balor and, Seth Rollins. and Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. I think that's yeah. going to be a good match. I don't think Samoa Joe wins it like, like he's trying to predict. I think that Seth Rollins is going to retain. And like you said in the last podcast, Ryan, he's going to be that work, workhorse for – for Raw, I can see that happening. I think we lost Ryan. Did we? Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? He's still here. He's here in spirit. So, <laughs> what, what I will say is this. Is that um, that match is going to be pretty good because I think what's going to end up happening with Seth Rollins on a whole new level than where he's at now. I mean, he's already awesome. But having him him on the level that he's in right now, he's good. But having him transcend to that next level, that next level of being that guy who's going to be the – who's going to be in that comparison of a – let's just say of a Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels at that moment. Two guys that can really go – Two guys that can really, uh, you know. Uh, we we based this off of his work performance, right? Yeah, work performance. Not okay, like, okay, not, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm not saying anything beyond that. Just work performance. Okay, okay. I can, I can give you that. Yeah, and great. I'll tell you this: he he's been a lot more safer in the ring throughout the years. I'll yeah, give him a that. lot more safer. He, he's gotten a lot more. You know, he's been a lot more careful. Let's just go ahead. And say yes, that. he yeah, yes, he has a lot more careful. And a big ups to Seth Rollins for that. Um, the other match we have on that card is uh, Jeff Hardy versus Jinder uh, Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Jeff Hardy's going to win. I mean, he's on SmackDown. You know, they're going to keep the U.S. title over there. I think 
probably later on down the line, I, we're probably going to see them attempt to put the belt back, the main belt back on Jeff Hardy, just because Vincent Man loves Jeff Hardy and he thinks he's a big star. So, I mean, it's always been that way throughout the years. Oh, yeah, he so, loves, loves Jeff. Wow. He loves Jeff. I just wish he would feel the same way about Matt, but I think he might, though. I think this ultimate deletion really puts something in Vince's ear. But back to Jeff, though, I, I see him retaining easily, and then he'll probably go on a few with probably probably with Shell Benjamin. They had a little good, great little match on SmackDown the other day. I was watching that match. Very intrigued. That's that's not that's in the shuffle. I mean, it's, there, there's no reason why Chef Benjamin should not have held every title at least once, if not for Very talented wrestler, in my opinion. A very underrated worker. Probably one of the best workers on SmackDown. You know, to all the, list, to all the listeners, I, I, if you listen, I want you to go on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen this match, JT. Just getting off subject for a minute. I want everybody to watch the Shawn Michaels versus Shell Benjamin match oh, for yeah. Raw. Probably a five-star match. One of the best matches I've ever seen on a Raw main event, period. Take a look at it whenever you get a chance. You know, it's a very good match. You ever seen that match, JT? That match is a, definitely a five-star match. I mean, I, I would definitely say that. It was, uh, I mean, just just seeing that that super kick, that sweet chin music. Yeah, uh, and and, it, and it's not even about that. I mean, even though that ending was great, it was just how fluid they both looked in that ring. And Selden Benjamin can hang with the top guys in the industry. And the problem is he just didn't have a mouthpiece. If you put a mouthpiece, let me tell you this. If you would have put Paul Heyman behind Shell Benjamin like you do Brock Lesnar, I guarantee Shell Benjamin would have been a star. Oh, most definitely. He would have been a star. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely going to be a big star. But I, 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 will, I will say uh, the other match I'm definitely looking forward to is the rematch between the Bludgeon Brothers and uh, – the Bludger Brothers and Newsos. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I know it's going to be a glory. Because I don't see them building building them up. It's long to have them drop the belts there in uh, Saudi Arabia. But what I will say is, I think this is a good way to kind of write the Usos off TV for a while. And have them come back. I mean, because they've already dominated every tag team on there. The only person they haven't de- uh, dominated is the uh, is the club because they're new to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's who's the other new tag team that came to SmackDown? Uh, the the bar, the bar. Those are the only two teams they really have to dominate. The only two teams they have not dominated is the bar and um, of course uh, the club because they're new on SmackDown. But I think the match at the greatest Royal Rumble of having them uh, go up against the Bludgeon Brothers, the Usos, the rest of the Bludgeon Brothers, and having them lose and lose down in such a way that they get beat down. You can write them all TV for a while and let these other teams compete. And then you have the Usos come back, let's say SummerSlam, and say, hey, this is still the Usos penitentiary. It's still our yard. 
uh, if anybody's going to get the next tag team title shot, it's going to be us. So will you do that with the the New Day as well? No. I've already told you what I think of the New Day. The New, Ray, the new Day. Up the new Day. I hate to tell you. Sorry. Yeah, we have to. We have to break up the New Day. I just don't know what they'll do on their own. <laughs> First of all, Kofi yeah, was already established. Kofi was uh, established. Lukewarm. But I, I'll let you roll with that. We'll thank Randy Orton for crushing him. Lukewarm. Okay, and then Xavier Woods well, becomes the next incarnation of Silk and becomes a manager. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah All right. <laughs> oh man, Silk! Wow, I heard that word in a long time. Slick. Or slick? No, slick. That's his slick. name. Slick. <laughs> slick. 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 Or or. Or we can have Silky Johnson. We can have a guy like Big E who never got a chance to be the big man that he was supposed to be, and have him finally dominate. But you got that's like eight dominating superstars you have though. You, you got a lot of you got a lot of them as it is. Do you? I just see them making him Mark Henry two point zero if they do that, man. I just yeah, but he's too short to be Mark Henry. Uh, yeah, no. he is. He's too short, but I'm just saying, Mark Harry 2.0, they're going to have him pull of the truck. Reopen the Hall of Fame, you know? Yeah. Have Mark Harry manage him. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just don't – I think that the, the New Day, and you're probably going to – both of y'all probably shoot me when I say this, but I think they're up there with the fabulous Freebirds. Like, I think that long title reign they had oh, I, established them. I don't think you're out of line saying that at all. I think they're one of the greatest tag teams and factions of all time. But I just don't see you splitting that up, though. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe give them a little bit of an edge again. Make them a, a, a – they, but they sell so good. They're like John Cena's – they're all John Cena's. They sell merch out the wazoo, so it's just like – you're not about to break that up when you're selling merch off the wazoo. Why not? I but could see that. I could. You just. You not about to break. It's, I, I mean, are they stale? Yes, they're stale. I agree, they're stale. But as long as they sell, and these little kids are like, no, gay rocks, no, gay rocks. Then, I mean, it's just like John Cena. You don't break that up, John. We know John Cena been stale for about ten years now. <laughs> okay, Dre, you huh? made a great point. You made a great, uh, man, a great point. But when you just whispered "New Day Rocks," it totally blew my mind because uh, <laughs> I thought somebody was whispering in my ear. Well, you must uh, be really high. <laughs> oh yeah, I am Empire State High. Uh, but uh, Ryan, you sound you sound like you you wanted to chime in. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say like I mean one. Like you talked about um, wanting to make Xavier Woods a heel, but then you could maybe like, you know, and they do this with factions sometimes where they'll keep like, say you keep uh, Kofi and Big E together as like a tag team for a little while, you know, and then you, uh, you, you let Xavier Woods go do his own thing. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that, man. I mean, I, I, I would love to see that. I just, I'm not saying that I'm tired of it. Tired of the new day as a faction. What I'm saying is, 
I think that is so much. You, you can only sell so much merchandise. You can only plug so many different types of desserts. Uh, you know, ice cream bars, cereals. Like you know, pretty pretty soon, I, I think the new day is gonna convince everybody to go vegan. It's like you know, that's that's the only thing that's left on the list. <laughs> I mean, you, you got what well, you got the cereal, you got the ice cream pops. Now you have pancakes, and I think it's gonna be ve- vegan chicken nuggets gonna be next. They could be gluten free pancakes, you know. Gluten free, gluten free pancakes. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> But uh, what what I will say is uh, the last two matches that, that we're going to talk about on this card, Universal, and it's going to be – oh, Ryan, you're already here. Oh, I'm here. I think we lost Dre, unfortunately. Okay, so never mind that. But – the Universal and the WWE Championship. I think uh, the WWE Championship match between Shinsuke and Daniel Bryan, right? I'm sorry, no. Shinsuke and AJ Styles, correct? Right, right. So, Shinsuke and AJ Styles, I think he drops the belt in Saudi Arabia, and Shinsuke picks it up. What do you think about that? Hmm. Um, I disagree. I think uh, I think AJ keeps the title uh, in Saudi Arabia. But what I did hear is they were going to do uh, Roman Reigns beating Brock Lesnar over there because they just figured with a uh, with a different audience, you know, being in shoot, I guess Asia. I don't know, but um, <laughs> that uh, he would be received differently and they would be able to get what they want out of it. You know what I mean? So that's what I heard. I don't feel they're going to put Shinsuke over as the champ right now. I feel like they're going to try to keep, like, establish him as a heel right now. I mean, just kind of keep going with that. And I think down the line, he will get the belt. Yeah, but, you know, I think I think he deserves it. Oh, okay. uh, I think he I should think, have had it already, but, you know. Yeah, but I, I think a place like Saudi Arabia could be the place for him to win it and then come back on American ter- uh, territory, American land. And have them be shocked about it, you know. I mean, kind of, kind of the same way AJ Styles shocked everyone and won the WWE Championship in the UK. Yeah, so I mean, that's what you're saying. You know, uh-huh. that, that'll be nice. Only, only difference is, is uh, you know, Jinder was the heel at the time, and AJ was the face, as he is still the face. But uh, I think having a win like that would be cool. But you are right; they do need to establish him more as a heel. But this is where you can get more so of the triple threat type of thing between Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke, and AJ and have one-off match between uh, Bryan and Shinsuke, you know? So those are some different options. Uh, And I mean, I think that because of the way they're trying to set this up, it's such a big deal that you are going to get like a title change, but I think it's going to be Roman and Brock. Roman and Brock. Well, Roman and Brock could definitely be the title change. I mean, it sucks. It sucks that we didn't get it at uh, Mania. No, I'm joking. I'm glad we didn't get it at Mania. But what sucks about it is by him dropping the title to Roman, I just know come Monday Night Raw, I get to see this guy come out with a title and talk all this trash and talk all this shit. And then, you know, we don't have Samoa Joe to be the one 
to really, you know, feud with him because he has the match with him at Backlash after the uh, Greatest Warrior Rumble. But who else can we actually put up there to feud with him? And I'm I'm not gonna say Seth Rollins because I mean uh, that's gonna happen, but I don't want that to happen so soon. But who do we have a feud with him? Bobby Lashley. Do do we really throw Bobby Lashley out there and have Roman go over on him and make him look weak? Mm. See, these are these are questions that that I ask myself. If you're gonna drop I the mean, title, who do I you think have? you got you got uh, Bobby Roode, which if they're gonna place him as highly as as you guys were saying they were, that makes sense. Um, if he's gonna, yeah, that would make perfect sense. Event. But I don't think they're gonna do it. You I got think, I think Finn Balor, think so. who has beaten Roman Reigns before for the title, I think, right? So. Yeah, you, you do you do have Finn Balor who did beat uh, Roman Reigns in order to advance in the first ever Universal uh, Championship tournament. Yes, mm-hmm. we do have that. But at the same time, as much as they buried Finn Balor, I don't think he's ever going to get that that top championship title. I'm not going to say ever. It's going to be a while. because I, I think that he will. It's just that I think for whatever reason that Vince um, did not want him to beat Brock Lesnar for the title. It was I don't think it's that, you know, people were and he was making jokes on his social media as well about not being over enough and all that. We all saw that. But I just think it's that they didn't want him to beat Brock. And I think that's the main thing. I do think they think he can be the top guy uh, against somebody else there. Really? Because there there are rumors going around that uh Vince won him on two or five live. I mean I'm not saying oh, these rumors no. are accurate. But, you know, there, there, there was rumors going out there saying that they don't think he's over. There's rumors that Steph McMahon was going to change his character around and, you know, we're going to have this alter ego of Finn Balor as, uh, you know, uh, out, of, out of the closet wrestler, you know. Oh, really? So, I mean, dude, these are just rumors. I mean, they, I, the source is called Google. Just I mean... look that shit up. Not that uh, I care, but I mean, is Finn Balor rumored to be gay, or, or is that why they're doing that, or what? Well, no, no, it, it's it, it's to make money. Mm, okay, it's to make money. <laughs> I mean, to to me, that that's what I think it is. I, I think it's the not also make money, but also show that hey, we support all communities, and which you know, the the wrestling community is made up of all people. You oh, know, you goodness. have straight, you have your L the LGBTQ. You know, you have mm-hmm. all that going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wrestling fans are made up of everyone. So I understand them putting a certain plug out there. But if you're going to do that, do it with somebody by the name of uh, some, someone uh, someone who just got recently traded to SmackDown. Uh, to Part of Absolution, you have, uh, you have Sonya Deville. She's one of the first openly uh, lesbian female wrestlers out there. So if you're going to have anyone openly come out let that be her i mean yeah. that's her i mean then you had darren young as well right i was going to mention they had an opportunity with darren young and while they did give him like some good exposure they never really mentioned it you know by name or anything like that no, they, didn't they never it. did they mm-hmm. never did and i think you know hopefully this rumor's not true what they're trying to do with Finn balor but i i just don't think you don't do that to a person who's who's not that's that's not their that's not their character outside of the ring, so as you know, in a certain way, you're you're painting them to be something that they're not. But of course, this is TV, so you know we're made up of characters. But I will say that uh, regardless of the fact, I think Finn Balor need 
Finn Balor should have already had that rematch, first of all. Should have already gained that title back. I, I don't think Goldberg should ever held the title. No, but they had to they had to placate Goldberg. They had to make him happy. And they had to, as he kept saying, oh, I'd really like to see my son to see me do this one more time before I hang him up. And they did. And they featured him. You know, you saw that. That's exactly what it was. And, and to get Goldberg to agree to be like back in the video games and in the Hall of Fame and all that, they, they had to do that for him. But whatever, you know. I mean, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. But, you know, Finn should already won back the Universal title. But I think I think he's not going to get that title at least until Survivor Series. That's what that's what I'm calling it. Well, the thing about the whole, just real quick about Goldberg that always killed me is like he says, uh, you know, before he came back, you know, every time Bill Goldberg would get interviewed, they'd always ask him, "Do you think you'll ever come back to WWE?" And his answer would always be, you know, he had like a bad taste in his mouth from uh, his experience after he finally did come over from WCW. Right. And his answer was always, if they want to do business properly, which to me was like, what, where they give you your old gimmick back where you just never lose and you beat everybody? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> we just can't do that all the time, you know? I mean, it's not right. realistic. And that's kind of what they did for a while. They they brought him in and he they smashed their most popular, not most popular, but just most dominant guy in Brock Lesnar. And then eventually, of course, you had to get the belt back off of him, but... Uh, I mean, it was kind of ridiculous the way they bent over backwards for him. So yeah, very, very ridiculous. Just seeing, just seeing how quick the matches were. It's like there's no way some fifty year old guy is, uh, you know, cleaning people out that fast. I mean, it's just not happening. And then, and then you can see how, 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 how uh, rusty he was inside the ring, also. Well, but that's why. I mean, and it's kind of, I think it's a lot of people were talking about the shortness of the uh, John Cena Undertaker match at, at Mania. It was, I think, two minutes and 45 seconds officially. But Very um, short. It's because that's all he can do effectively right now. People will have to understand that, right? Like Goldberg can't work a 15, 20 minute match. Undertaker can't work a 15, 20 minute match right now, working once a year and all this stuff. So that's why, you know, I mean, that's the whole reason. Which, which is why we will never get that Sting versus Undertaker match. No, ever. no. And if they ever did, it wouldn't be. It would. It would so be below your expectations if they did it right now. So yeah. And still to this day, I'm pissed about that. Uh, they should have done it like three, four years ago. That that was doable, but they didn't pull the trigger. So no, they they should have did it at WrestleMania 31 for Sting's first match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It shouldn't have been. It should not have been Triple H. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the concept of it because right. you had the NWO versus DX for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoyed that. But then also you had the NWO coming out to support Sting, which <laughs> it was always his enemy because exactly. they were both in WCW. Anyways, I could go on about like the things that didn't make sense in that match for days, but go on. But you know, WrestleMania 31 should have been the place. I mean, to me. The, the way the the way you would have built that up is uh, Taker coming back. Well, you have Steen coming there. He's like, you know, hey, I came to WWE for one reason, and that's to face the Phenom, the Undertaker. And, you know, you could have had him calling out the Undertaker. Him calling out the Undertaker and them having that match at WrestleMania. It would have been nice. I mean, I understand Bray Wyatt would have probably had to wait another year to have that match with Taker, but I think that would have been a better stage for it. Oh yeah, honestly, totally. it would have. 
it would have been a better stage because he's coming fresh off a loss from Brock Lesnar. Doesn't think he have it all anymore. And they, they could use the very same storyline they used for uh, Bray Wyatt, but gave it to Sting and have him, you know, kind of call out uh, Taker. But back to this uh, this whole thing with the greatest Royal Rumble. I mean, we do know Lesnar is going to, you know, drop the title. But like I said, uh, it's a better sure? place. What's that? I said, are we sure? Because, like, the whole thing was that – and I haven't really ha- had this confirmed at all, but that Lesnar was going to do like one or two more dates, drop the title. And I mean, but is it guaranteed that people are saying it's going to be at the greatest Royal Rumble? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think so because that's the only place that Rome is going to get a pop right. large enough. Because yeah. let's face it, uh, through the UK all the way to the USA, they boo Roman. They really yeah. do. I mean, they, they boo him. It's not because he can't wrestle. It's because of the way that he's marketed down your throat. Yep, that's I all mean, it is, unfortunately. I, I really do like feel bad for Roman Reigns at this point. Yeah, because Roman, I mean, I can't name not one bad Roman Reigns match. No, he's very like, talented. And he he's a very, off. very, very talented wrestler. But it's the way that uh, Vince is shoving them down your throat. It's like, uh, you know, almost it's almost like seeing that commercial that commercial for a hot toy that came out six years ago and they're still showing it, you know, you you know what? Perfect, perfect example. It's, it's almost like seeing the Snuggie, the Snuggie commercial for the first time. Right. You know, you you remember everyone had on the Snuggie. It's like, Oh, cool commercial. And now it's 2018 and you see the Snuggie commercial. I was like, really? Are, Are we, are we really showing that commercial again? I'm so tired of this commercial. Everyone has a snuggie, I understand. And you're seeing Roman Reigns just shove down your throat. Yeah. What was that? I just said I like your analogies. Yes, the snuggie. Yeah, so so that's exactly that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's like it's like having that Snuggies commercial still played inside your ear six years later and you haven't changed anything about the Snuggie. It's the same Snuggie product, the same the same outfit, the same everything. Same color, same design, but you haven't changed anything about it. But I'm gonna shove this down your throat until you like it. And thing thing about it is the WWE universe, wrestling fans in general, they're like babies. You know, if you if you if you're feeding a baby and you keep shoving baby food down that baby's throat, eventually that baby's gonna throw it up. Wow, JT. Um how high are you right now? But uh anyway. <laughs> Oh yeah, me, me and RVD are just sitting right next to each other. <laughs> but uh, no, this is the 420 edition of Marshall Mike's. We're just kidding. Of course, no drugs or animals were harmed during the filming of this episode. But what I will tell you is, we're definitely looking forward to the Greatest Royal Rumble. We'll see what happens. I heard it's going to have pyro. Ooh. Yeah, so Saudi Arabia gets pyro, but. Us fans in America, we don't get it unless it's WrestleMania. <laughs> they had the Sheik fan for it, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So these fireworks should be very explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this this should be nice. So, but we'll we'll see what this actually lends to. Uh, I like to thank everyone that came on today. Uh, shout out to Dre for uh, lending his time out. Shout out to Dez all the way in the six. I mean, thanks for being a part of the show. Yeah, and of course. 
Oh yeah, we got to got to have him back on the show. We got to have a lot of people back on the show. I think this is the only podcast that I know that will just grab anyone who's a wrestling enthusiast and just throw them on the podcast. I mean, that's yeah. that, that's that's very unique. I like and, that. And it changes up the style. So for anyone who wants to hop on the next podcast, hey, don't be shy. Send us a message in the DMs, or you know, you can. Definitely uh, hear hear from us at Marks with Mike's on Twitter. Speaking of uh, 420 legends, as Nick Diaz would say, don't be scared, homie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely don't be scared, man. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram, same same handle, Marks with Mike's. That's M-A-R-K-S-W-I-T-H-M-I-C-S. Or you can hit us up on the Gmail, Marks with Mike's, same way. Podcast, so it's Marks with, Marks with Mike's podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a message and we'll get back out to you. This was the 420 edition. I have the munchies right now. Ryan has the munchies. We're gonna go eat, probably try to Taco Bell, and uh, we'll catch you guys later. Happy 420. <laughs> All right, guys, happy 420. All, All right, right. Later. Later.